0: Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, a podcast giving you advice, tips, and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Thomas Warwick, and today I'll be talking to you about two methods to prove protein co localization. Microscopy is a technique that allows us to observe rather than measure biological events and make conclusions based on what we see rather than some calculations. Sometimes, though, our observations must meet certain criteria to support our conclusions. One measurement in particular quantifies the condition crucial to so many protein research areas protein co localization. But first, why is a visual determination of co localization sometimes insufficient? While there are situations where you can determine protein co localization visually, a more accurate confirmation of a mutual distribution of two probes is usually necessary to draw incontrovertible conclusions. Only when you collect images following a control protocol for co localization analysis with sufficient signal in each channel, no autofluorescence or signal bleed-through, is it safe to say that two probes co-localise solely based on observation. In such cases, if, say, the green signal co-localises with the red signal and the picture is mostly yellow, no statistical measurement is needed. But if you don't see overlap, it doesn't mean it isn't there. One of the probes might be significantly less bright. This creates the illusion that there's no co-localization. That's to say, the intermediate color that we see can only appear if both probes have the same intensity. For a visual example of this, check out figure one in the corresponding article. That's why conclusions based on visual determination alone often lead to false negative results. What methods for overlap measurement exist? While there's no one standard approach to this matter, there are two different methods that are widely used and generally accepted. Pearson's correlation coefficient, PCC, and Mander's co localization coefficient, MCC. These two different methods relate two different aspects of co localization correlation and co occurrence. Pearson's coefficient is related to the correlation of the pixel intensities in the two channels. It measures the relationship between the signals, specifically if signal values in one channel rise simultaneously with another, or if one signal falls when the other rises. Correlation is distinct from co-occurrence, which is mathematically expressed through Mander's coefficient. This represents the coverage of one signal over the other, which reveals the extent to which two probes occupy the same place. Let's explore these a bit further. Pearson's correlation coefficient. PCC describes the linear relationship between signal intensities. The values can range between 1, a perfect positive correlation, and minus 1 perfect negative correlation. A value of zero means there's no correlation. It's possible to explore PCC visually through a scattergram where the coordinates on the plot represent pixel values or signal in both channels. The more dots that cluster around a straight line, the better the correlation between the two signals. The PCC should be measured in the region of interest to avoid false positives or negatives. If measuring the PCC over the entire image, Pixels of the background will correlate perfectly and inflate the PCC value. In contrast, if the measurement is performed in a region of no interest with a heterogeneous distribution of both channels, PCC will be artificially depressed. You can select a region of interest by hand or by thresholding to exclude the background. Whichever way you do it, be careful, especially when thresholding. The selection of the region of interest needs to include all the relevant regions of the cell or cells that is, every place where the probe can be expected to distribute. If you use an intensity-based method for selecting a region of interest, as in thresholding, you might inadvertently exclude relevant results. How so? Well, you could have a region of mutual exclusion where neither label appears. This can be biologically relevant. For example, both molecules are not expressed in that place in the cell. However, thresholding will not include this in the region of interest, putting you in danger of losing real and relevant results. When is Pearson's correlation coefficient recommended? The PCC should be used on images where you expect a linear relationship between intensities. If the data fits a more complex model, PCC will not perform well. A different method should be chosen if there's uneven overlap, where probes co-distribute but in different proportions. This may occur, for example, when GFP is used as one probe. Its expression level may differ between cells and potentially cause depression of the PCC due to high intercellular variability. Manders' co-localization coefficient, MCC. MCC is a metric that describes co-occurrence, the fraction of one protein that co-localizes with the other. MCC values will give you a good measure of co-localization when you label one protein in a vesicle and want to see how it co-localizes with a specific structure in a cell, say for example a microtubule. If we assume that all vesicles co-localize with microtubules but only a proportion of microtubules co-localize with the vesicles, you can calculate the MCC for each channel and get a metric that describes this quantitatively and describes the fractional overlap. The catch with the MCC is that it requires the elimination of background. The trickiest part here is setting a cutoff point for the intensity that enables background subtraction. MCC measures the complete fluorescence of one probe in every above zero pixel. However, above zero pixels are extremely rare because of factors such as autofluorescence, light leakage, non-specific labeling, and fluorescence from out of focus image planes. The measurement of MCC therefore requires a careful selection of the threshold or cutoff. One way to do this is global thresholding, where you subtract a threshold value from each pixel so that every level below the selected cutoff will be background, while every pixel above will fall into the region of interest. While this is intuitive, global thresholding is crude and may lead to unwanted situations like excluding low-value pixels that are close to the background, but are in fact positive and real data. A more automatic and less subjective option is the so-called cost method, where the threshold is estimated by calculating the PCC multiple times. This serves to define the range of pixel values that are positive and therefore should not be excluded. PCC is calculated for different groups of pixels and the pixel values for which PCC is equal or close to zero are taken as the threshold values. Nevertheless, it should also be checked visually since in images with a lower signal to noise ratio, it may identify a threshold level so low that it doesn't distinguish label structures from the background. When is Mander's co-localization coefficient recommended? When the biological question of your experiment concerns the extent that proteins and cellular structures overlap, MCC should be the measure of choice. These coefficients are more intuitively interpreted than PCCs and are independent of signal proportionality, differences in the number of structures labelled by each probe. Be objective and control as many parameters as possible. Whichever choice for measuring co-localization you opt for, It's very important that the image collection is performed accurately, and make sure your statistical analysis of your protein co-localization data is valid. Try to control as many factors as you can, and prepare a set of control samples that allow you to monitor as many variables as possible. Keep in mind that visual co-localization determination is influenced by many factors, including observer subjectivity, each individual's brain processing colors differently, possible color blindness of the observer, And the spatial resolution determining pixel size. These are among many others, so be sure to process the images you're about to analyze uniformly. And remember that any uncontrolled manipulation may cause you to lose relevant information. Also, keep your software up to date. These calculations are implemented in most image analysis software packages, such as ImageJ and Velocity. But given that measuring co localization is still a somewhat confounding field, improvements are required. So, keep track of new versions and packages for the software. So, that's it for protein co localization Pearson's correlation coefficient and Mandus co localization coefficient. Both can be used to prove it. The PCC method enables you to analyze co localization data when it fits a linear model, and the MCC method enables you to analyze fractional co occurrence data for more complex data sets. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your benchside. are you always on the go but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research well look no further than listen in the podcast from bite Size bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format with webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.